Welcome to Everyday Driver, where cars are more than just transportation. They're freedom, a common ground, a way to grow, and can even make life better. We're here to help everyone find a car they love and discover all the ways they connect us. I'm Paul. I'm Todd. And this is The Car Debate. You remember the C8 monetary unit? We haven't talked about that in a while. How could I forget the C8 but monetary unit? Monetary, here, here's why, where I'm confused. We coined the phrase, pardon the pun, we coined the phrase of a C8 monetary unit. I think initially it was 60 grand. We're minting the currency now. But I actually think it has to be like 80. You do? I do because because the way you want that car is about 80. 75 to 80 grand. That's the way you want the okay. car. That, that, that does not include the fact that whoever you would buy, buy one from is going to add like 25 to 40% of markup. Right. The deal but agreed. Yay. Even though they are 60 grand, we have our second one we're driving right now. We just drove it for TV. Yeah. This is the convertible. This is the convertible loaded to the gills. It's 85 grand. <laughs> and I think – and the one we drove yeah. before, the coupe for TV, was 82 yeah. Okay. So eighty is is the I think benchmark. 80, I think eighty is the C eight monetary unit. You know so what you've done? You've applied the Paul limiter to the C eight monetary unit, and therefore given everybody license to spend more of their money. Well, I don't know that you, people have more money, that. but I but I you think realize we have to actually we, we have to reevaluate our currency. That's We're what we have to do. Just being honest, here. we have to reevaluate the currency. It happens to to countries. We have to reassess the C eight monetary. We found unit. out the currency exchange for the C eight monetary unit. Has changed. It's different. It's now different. It's it. You, you want eighty grand for that car? Which another conversation we had as a result of having this our second C eight, which I can't believe. It was great to have the convertible. We put it with the uh, Lexus LC five hundred. We're having a discussion of those two cars. It'll make mm. sense when you see it for TV season eight coming in the first quarter of twenty twenty one, which is awesome. But we were also talking about the fact that because the way that car should be specced and the way you want it is about eighty grand. It actually kind of negates – Chance brought this up. It kind of negates the C8 or Supra discussion mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because you don't really want the version of the C8 that is the same price as the Supra. Okay. Okay. Fair you enough. Want, fair you enough. want a C8 that's more expensive than that, gets it away from that fifty-five grand of the Supra up into about eighty grand, and now it's $20,000 different. I don't think you're cross-shopping those two. I agree, and the Supra that you actually want, I think, is the four-cylinder turbo well, Supra fair, that keeps the price down to 42000 so that doesn't put them in the same league. Which is one-half of a C8 monetary unit. See, we're solving problems now. <laughs> we're solving we're, we're doing, we're your doing financial right problems. Here, yeah. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Happy Friday. We're really thrilled you're with us. We've got two really interesting debates. This is pretty touching, to be honest, and uh, pretty awesome. So first of all, we've got Ray and the son Dean in upstate New York Very cool, yeah. writing as a father-son dual request for help. Very funny. We will get into this email here. And we've also got Morgan M. writing with 1.25 C8 monetary units. Which I think he means 80 grand when he says that. Yes, but now since but, we've just raised the, mm-hmm. the currency exchange, we've changed everything about mm-hmm. this <laughs> This entire debate, he didn't know that he would be suddenly spending more money because we changed it on him (laughs) right as this started. His budget's now going to adjust to what we say a C8 is worth. That's terrible. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Well, jumping in here, Ray and his son Dean wrote to us. But first of all, Dean says he's eight years old. Mm -hmm. He's writing to you on behalf of his dad. Mm -hmm. He needs some help deciding what car to buy. First of all, some requirements. He would like heated and hopefully cooled seats. Mm -hmm. His dad is a doctor. They live in upstate New York, and sometimes he has to race to the hospital. I need you guys to understand, because you can't see it, 
this is an email very clearly written by Dean. Mm-hmm. And Paul, in reading it, is cleaning it up a bit because when you read it, like the he has a sentence in here that says, here are the requirements. Mm-hmm. H-E-A-R. Yeah. Requirements has an extra dangling C and E in it. Okay. Now, honestly, I think this is phenomenal. It is very clear to me. This isn't Dean dictating to dad to write an email. This is Dean. Dean sat yeah. down and wrote an email. And I also want you guys to know before Paul goes on that his dad, Ray, is shocked by this because he actually caveats later and says, I need you guys to understand that my eight-year-old son doesn't like to write things down. Mm-hmm. And his desire to talk cars overcame his desire to not write things down. And so Dean sent us an email. Wow. Well, Ray adds to that. But first of all, the rest of Dean's email here is that sometimes, since his dad has to race the hospital, he needs ground clearance and all-wheel drive. Mm-hmm. They have a long driveway, and his dad wants to plow it. Okay. But get this. Most of all, he wants a convertible that they can take on nice drives with his mom and twin brother and sister. Okay. All right. Dean's favorite mini season, he says, was the Big Sedan Challenge. I love that. We're I love thrilled that you like by that. that. We have, hey, this what do you think amazing. of the cheap sports cars, Dean? We do. Are you liking we're, those? We're just starting there, we're man. We're on to the next. Dean, thank you so much for writing. We're thrilled. And yes, Ray jumps in at this point and says, tonight is a watershed moment. It is the <laughs> night that his eight-year-old son's disdain for writing overcomes his love of cars. Ray spends a lot of time, he says, consuming automotive media content, and he's got a stressful professional life. He's an ICU doctor caring wow. for sick babies. Wow. And he loves the escape that cars offer. He spends nearly all of his free time with his kids, and the automotive media space tends to be wholesome relative, he says, to most other entertainment offerings. Depending on who you're with, but yes, in general, you're (laughs) correct. Well, get this. Ray suffers from a crippling sense of financial responsibility. Mm. He grew up in the inner city, and his parents had limited means. He accrued a mountain of educational debt, which he is only now turning the corner on, he says. He's always made sound financial decisions directed towards securing his kid's future and his own retirement ever since he started making a good salary. I'm starting to laugh because I realize this uh, this is Ray writing to us kind of knowing what's coming. Oh, he's yes. saying, I'm, yes. I'm pretty conservative here. And then he's written to us knowing, let's be honest, that we won't be. Especially since we pull the rug out from everybody on their C8 monetary unit. Yes, we've changed Yoink. the C8 monetary unit as of this podcast. 552, folks. That's where it happened. Now, Ray's first car was a very used, very beat-up 1992 Mazda 929. You guys remember those? I do. He said it was at the end of his life cycle when it came into his possession, but he took the best care of it he could. He says, you know, you can't shine up, boop, but he did try. He worked on it. His second vehicle was very, very beat-up, also very used. It was an FZR 600 Yamaha sport bike. (laughs) Okay. But he sold the bike when he started med school. As he entered clinicals, he inherited his then-girlfriend's and now-wife's very beat, very used 1999 Toyota Corolla. Okay. Says it was very rusty and trusty ride for a few years until a soccer mom ran a red light and totaled it. Mm -hmm. So, with the support and encouragement of his wife and the reality of graduating from med school, Ray allowed himself to buy a nicely depreciated two-year-old certified pre-owned 2005 Volvo S60R those are cool. They those are cool. Those were very cool. Yeah. I, I liked those. Turbo five-cylinder, all-wheel drive, Bilstein's, Brembo's, you know, the works. Yeah. He really enjoyed this car, and he and his wife, who grew up in the outer boroughs of New York City, had moved to upstate New York at that point. They would take spirited, scenic drives through the local hill towns. Very cool. And he kept this car through his residency and his fellowship, eventually selling it about 10 years later when the mechanical issues started piling up, as they do. <laughs> yes, that's how you know it's time to get out. So three years ago... When their twins were born, they bought a minivan, 
for the three small kids, sold a Volvo, and adopted his wife's 13-year-old Honda CRV. Okay. Now he says, I do love it. It's old, but it's not beat up. It's trusty and not even rusty. Good. It meets his needs of being reliable and economical, but he wants something a bit more therapeutic. I like this. Okay, good. So here we are at the crossroads of keeping the CRV and adding a single fun car Mm -hmm. or finding a jack of all trades. In a perfect world, he would want a single car that was fairly modern, reliable, and affordable under $40,000. Okay. Certainly automatic, open top, he says, but not too cumbersome to operate with a back seat for kids. This all-wheel drive and ground clearance request, because they've got a really long, many O's in long driveway. (laughs) He and Dean both described it that way, by the way. Apparently, it's a long driveway, yes. And sometimes he needs to rush to the hospital in the middle of the night before the plow guys even get out of bed. Mm. Now, he wants to plow his own driveway here with a lightweight non-hydraulic plow, he says, attached to the front hitch. He says, this car needs to be not huge because hospital parking spaces are tight. Mm-hmm. He says, I know this is unusual, but the only vehicles that come to mind are the Wrangler or the Gladiator. But the spec he really wants, of course, with the power soft top is well above $50,000. Mm-hmm. He's looking at that new Hummer EV. The Hummer has returned yeah, but with that's, um, that's, target tops. And that's more than one C8 monetary unit while we're talking about it. That Ray. is expensive. That's at least, it's going to be at least six figures for the well, one you want. Well, it starts. The one you really want starts at 112 mm-hmm. And the website specifically says the base model isn't going to be available until spring 2024. Mm, yeah, you know what can a, happen between now and then? Quite a few things. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Now he says, if he's willing to skip the snowplow piece, he says options to expand include a Nissan Murano Cabriolet or Evoke Convertible. Both are embarrassing. They are both embarrassing, yes. Or if he's willing to forego ground clearance, there's a number of all-wheel drive convertibles to consider. Mm -hmm. Option two would be to own two cars to cover the full set of needs. He would prefer the simplicity of one car, but, you know, keeping the CRV and buying a second car or buying two different cars could work like this. And he gives us the example of an Xterra mm-hmm. and an ND Miata. Sure, or sure, sure. Or any combination of small and reliable body on frame, bad weather vehicles, and a sporty Grand Tourish kind of vehicle. Okay. Convertible, specifically. He says, should I just buy that Lexus LC convertible? <laughs> the one we've actually got right we've now, We've actually got Ray. one right now. You would, you would like it, Ray. It's pretty cool. And uh, by the way, he likes hearing stories about your son, Todd. It's a car thing over here, man. It is. It, it's, it's cool when... when your son likes cars, and, and you've heard me talk about this before, that you can't force that. But obviously, my son is around cars so much. He likes – my son likes the C8 so much, it's crazy. I'm glad he does. My wife likes it a lot, too. They're both like, what is this now? What is what is this car? There have been cars that when Todd pulls them into his driveway, they'll immediately pass judgment. Just by looking out the window, they'll yes. peek out like, oh, what has he got? Nah. And I'm going, you haven't even ridden in it. <laughs> Come on. They're both quite big fans of the C8. You know, there's a, there's a new weird oddity that I've discovered actually just this week. Okay. Because my dogs, like most people's just dogs, they love to look out the front window and see who's coming down the drive. <laughs> my poor dogs are confused because every time I come down the drive, it's a different car. You would think. <laughs> there's no way they can get used to any no, car. No, of course they can't because, you know, they, they want to bark at the strange car in the drive and then I get out and they're like, wait, what just happened? What are you doing at that? I've never seen that before. What is that? The whole family. They're all confused. Yeah, the whole family likes the C8. Awesome. Awesome. All right, Ray and Dean, this is very interesting. mm, The Wrangler, of course, is an option here. It's not often we get the request for all-wheel drive, body on frame with ground clearance, Mm -hmm. can plow a driveway with a blade, 
yeah. and it's convertible. <laughs> There's not many of those on the market. I, I don't think that exists beyond maybe the Wrangler. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. You already got me thinking, Ray, towards Broncos because that Bronco has been introduced. Mm-hmm. And if you go back to all those body on frame, the International Scout, remember those? Sure. And sure, the original sure. Broncos and, of course, the Jeeps and the Hummers and all those off-road vehicles – even the Suzuki Samurai. You could buy a janky old Samurai and plow sure. the driveway with yeah. that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, Dean could start a business later on when he learns to drive, and he can start a <laughs> snowplow business kind of thing with that. Yeah. But all those kinds of vehicles really didn't last in the market besides the Jeep. Mm-hmm. You're right. Interesting. Right, yeah. But here's this Bronco back in the marketplace, and it does do those things. Now, I don't know how mm-hmm. body on frame it is. It's really more unibody at this yeah, point. Yeah, but yeah. It will accomplish those things that you're looking for, which is interesting. So the question is, should you put your order in for a Bronco? Because, yeah, that'll get you to the hospital. That's true. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Whereas just having one car that's just the fun convertible, fun to have, but I think your requirements that stand out to me are, I hate to say it, the fiscal responsibility that I'm really, I can't ignore that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And your need to get to the hospital because of who you are and and. The people and babies depending on you. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I acknowledge that fully. With a budget of $40,000, the Bronco you want is out of reach, unfortunately, I think. Mm. Maybe not. It, uh, if it's, you don't go too nuts. I, I think he's probably Bronco Sport, unfortunately, at that Maybe point. Maybe so, but then the it doesn't Bronco. do the soft top kind of thing. It's not the same kind of deal. Yeah, agreed. So I think where we're at is really two cars. Mm-hmm. And even though I know the fiscal responsibility part of you wants to hang on to that CRV. It's not worth very much at this point. It's worth very little, in fact, yes. And I know you can probably get something for it. I I just see something newer for you and then easing into a convertible at some point because I don't see this as an equation of needing to buy two cars right away. Mm-hmm. Let's solve your needs first, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then we can figure out you know what we do for the convertible equation, which is an okay. important part. I don't want right. to ignore All that. Right. Keep going, yeah. And so the, the car that... Popped to mind was the RAV4, as a matter of fact. I liked oh, that's interesting. Okay. the ruggedness of it. I liked the TRD Pro version of so it the, specifically. So the current version, you mean? The brand the new Very yeah, current yeah. Okay. version. They're about $40,000. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it doesn't solve your snowplow, plow the driveway kind of problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I see it with a really long driveway. You can't do anything. You can't even have a four-wheeler. You can't have a quad with a blade or a quad with a... Snow attachment. See, but I don't know if I agree with you there. Maybe, but keep going. I mean, Ray, you you can only answer that because... We don't know what the driveway really looks like. You're if, right. You're if right. you're pushing with a blade, a quad won't have the power to finish off the driveway. You need to push all the way, and I don't know if you angle it so you're pushing it off into the yard as you go or you push it straight out. It doesn't weigh enough, and I don't know if it'll have enough power, horsepower, and torque to do it. Long driveway guy over here is chomping at the bit to jump in here I on know. snowplows. Maybe it does. Maybe. It, maybe. And mm-hmm. depending mm-hmm. on how you can push everything off, because I use a snow thrower. I, I mm-hmm. prefer yeah, that, yeah. but my driveway's not very big, yeah. so that works for me. Something, you know, a blade on a heavy car, yeah, a, you know, a 4x4 four four or something like sure, that. Sure, theoretically, yeah. And it also, you know, we could say, oh, just buy a old pickup truck because that's mostly what you see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The guys who are doing the snowplow business, many times it's, you know, put that on your pickup truck that you totally, use yeah. for, you know, lawn care all summer and then they'll put the blades on and, mm-hmm. and you know, continue on with business. But they're big, heavy trucks mm-hmm. is the thing. And so the blade will be fine. You know, they're pushing a lot of weight. 
So I'm very, I'm very mixed. And I hear you, but I, I want to solve the equation with something new that is just going to run like that RAV4. And I like it with the TRD package, the TRD Pro package, because okay. it's got some ruggedness cool. to it. And it's just going to run. It's going to, if you can't plow, you can get down the driveway in mm. that thing. Mm. Or we could go something like Cayenne and Miata, but I don't see a blade on the front of a Cayenne. Yeah. I yeah, love yeah. Cayennes in the snow, but I don't see you doing the blade thing or even yeah. the snowplow thing. With What's the unclear here is I'm guessing, based on his description, that the CRV has been swimming down the drive. If he goes out before the plows come, the CRV swims down the drive. Yeah. So yeah. I here here's my thought on plowing real quick. I have a long driveway as well, and I have struggled with a little bit different process every winter. Todd okay? just gets ramming speed with his Phaeton. I do. I tried that as well. buried halfway that's, down that's the hysterical. drive. That's hysterical. But clearly you've been swimming down the drive in your CRV. I think, I think you don't want to plow on the front of a car because the problem is that the minute you get done plowing the driveway – you still have a plow on the front of your car. Yeah, you still a have a blade. Now yeah. you're driving to the hospital. Imagine this for a second, right? You're driving to the hospital looking over a blade, and then no. you park at the hospital with a blade on. There's you're, no parking. Well, I'll make my own parking you're space. Not, you're, I don't think you're going to want to do that. you out of the way. Exactly, exactly. I found nah. my own parking. Nah. I don't think you're going to want to do that. So if, if you really do want to plow the driveway, I think get a tool for that job. And the one that is actually the cheapest, and I say it because I've looked into it, one that is the cheapest is get yourself a lawn tractor with a snow thrower on the front. I prefer the snow throwers personally. It gets it out of the way. Yeah. And then you've got something that is, if you really need to plow the drive. Now, granted, if you're trying to get to an emergency room, you got time. This is going to take either way. But so far, it sounds like the CRV can swim down the drive in an emergency. So yes, yes, I say agreed. keep the CRV. Let it be that for when you need it. If you really want to plow the drive, clear your drive. Get a tool for that because I don't think the minute you're done with your driveway, you want to carry that tool to the office. You don't want to go to the hospital with a blade on the front. True. So let's get something that just does that <laughs> task. Go on, Paul. I've decided what you need. Ray, every family needs the family bobcat. A bobcat on tracks with That's a shovel. That's 40 grand right there. Those are expensive. You could get to work, but not on time. Mm -hmm. Guarantee you. <laughs> And you have the, the it has the two joysticks, yeah, and and the tracks move into. But you would yeah. have so much fun getting to work. You would be so late. I had uh, yeah. a company plow my driveway a few years ago before I was starting to really do it myself, and they brought a bobcat over mm -hmm. and did the entire driveway in about three seconds. Mm -hmm. And he was doing pirouettes in the middle of the driveway, spinning around, putting this snow there and that shovel mm -hmm. there, and you know blocking that off. And he had it cleared. I'm not kidding you. Under 10 minutes. Yeah, I'm not surprised. It was cleared. I have a neighbor down the block from me. You've met Matt. I have a neighbor yeah. down the block from me. Yeah. And he has this kind of, not really driveway, it's kind of like a big circle in front of his house. So when we get a lot of snow, he has to clear this whole big circle. Okay. So he yeah. will go across the street and borrow a buddy's bobcat. And when he does, the he has best. so much fun in the bobcat, he does four or five other people's driveways for free. That's cool. He just keeps the bobcat like half the day and just starts clearing driveways. We'll, we'll walk out. It's like... Matt's in the middle of the driveway. He's like spinning around, pushing stuff off the sides. Like, I'm in the Bobcat. It's the best. But they are expensive. They're expensive. So, yeah, 40 grand for that. I'm with Todd. I think tool for the job for the snow. And I want you in something newer. I want you in something that you know is just going to run. And to Dean's point, heated and cooled seats. Now, mm -hmm. it'll have heated seats. Cooled, I, it depends on the trim level. I yes. don't know that the TRD Pro, I don't think it does. I don't think it comes with cooled seats. But heated, definitely. And I think that that will be your kind of the rugged truck you don't have to worry about. Mm -hmm. As for the second part, Ray, 
Dean is into cars, clearly. He's yes. eight. Yes. Now might be the time where you start thinking towards a project car for you and he. Whoa, that took a turn. But not a project car like we're all thinking. I did bring a trailer and we hauled it home <laughs> and wife is standing there, hands on hips going, what did you boys do now? Yes. And no, maybe it already kind of runs. Maybe mm-hmm. it is an older Miata, let's say. Okay. And it already okay. runs and it needs a few things, but it can be driven. So first of all, you can still enjoy the car. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you, it still runs enough so you can go drive it and enjoy it. But then you're doing upgrades here and there. You're, mm-hmm. You know what? It needs brakes. You know what? It could really use you know, something else that you and he can do. Or maybe even if you send it out, just have it done, it's, you're pulling the transmission out. And sure. you're doing wow. this okay. together. Something. Yeah. This is a, a big step to think this way. Mm-hmm. But now you're starting to think eight years from now when Dean is driving. I'm Whoa, sorry we really to do are going the long game. Okay, go. When you and he have this project, this special thing that is now his, that you and he have worked on over the years mm. and built up together, that just makes it all the more satisfying. Now, again, I don't want you to just get some heap that doesn't run and you're <laughs> dumping money into it and why did we do this and all our money went into this stupid car. I don't yeah, want careful. you to have that problem. Be careful, but yes. The car already runs. Maybe maybe it's just somebody else's halfway finished project. Or maybe it is somebody else's project that they mm, finished. Mm. You took it on and you're doing the upkeep and the maintenance. Sure, sure, but sure. because it's an older vehicle of some sort, it just needs constant. You know what? We need to change that oil again. You know what? Spark plugs, mm-hmm, they don't last mm-hmm. 100,000 miles on this one anymore. We need to do those. Or, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, you know yeah. what? We just need to take yeah. care of that and wrench on it together and just do little things. And then we take it out on weekends and we go for a drive. Hmm. Something along those lines. Because okay. I don't want to just say, just go get a Miata. I don't want to just go there already. On the other hand, I don't want it to just be a pile. Yeah. 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 I don't know what the balance is. Okay. All right. And right now is the time, even if it doesn't happen for say two years or three Mm. years or Mm. four years, but if you're starting to work towards that and start to put money towards that, those project cars Mm. might be less expensive. Of course, then it doesn't count of all the money that you spend pouring into it later. (laughs) But the insidious nature of project cars, it was super cheap to get, but when you, Tally up after exactly. decades like that was a whole new car, wasn't it? I guess, Ray, I suggest this because I've always loved hearing those stories. When I hear mm-hmm. about father-daughter, father-son, yeah. mother-daughter, yeah, mother-son, yeah. whatever that is, and they're doing stuff together. Mm-hmm. And then when son or daughter turns 16 and boom, we did it. Yeah. We took our time. Yeah, yeah. We weren't in a rush. Here it is, this this thing, and it's special to both of us. Huh, okay. And we, right. we learned together. We learned some together and... It was a fun project for us, and mm. we have these memories, and we have look at all these photos of you with grease on your face, and how cool is that? You know, we've made memories together. We called this the grease phase, and uh, it lasted about eight years. <laughs> then we threw that car out. Anyway, yeah, okay. So I, it's just a suggestion where you know you get something to solve that need first, and I I really do feel strongly like that CRV needs to go. I know it's fine okay. right now, but let a new driver who needs it. Go bless somebody else with that okay. CRV. All right, and you've got forty grand. Hmm. I I do like the Rav four for you. I wish it were a Jeep, but then I don't know if that's going to be the comfort you want because you can still take that Rav four on road trips, and it's just mm-hmm. the the go to thing. Mm-hmm. It's not sexy. It's not the most amazing choice ever. It's not the you know what I mean the high performance enthusiast sure. choice. Yeah, yeah. But it's yeah, the yeah. one that meets those needs first. 
Okay. I like that's good stuff. I went a different route with this, Dean, but I want to revisit real quickly the I don't think snowplow should be part of this equation. Which don't, I'm, don't, I'm all for. Don't I'm all for, yeah. require your car to be your plow as well because I, I think you're going to dislike it every other time but while you're clearing your long driveway. Mm-hmm. So let's solve that another way. Maybe it's the tractor. Maybe it's a big snow thrower. Who knows? Maybe you hire somebody that's around all the time. I'm not sure what the answer is, but let's leave that to the side. I think the CRV just stays. Really? Let it be what it is. And, and I say that because I'm trying to get you into something that meets your needs but the CRV exists and is paid for and it doesn't have a problem. If you have that terrible Currently. snowstorm, true, if you have that terrible snowstorm that you know the CRV would swim down the drive to get through and the new fun thing you're going to have won't, then the two or three times a year that happens, you take that. Mm-hmm. But let's get something that can be fun for 90% of the time and most of the time can plow its own way and you're good. So I had a the few Lexus thoughts. LC convertible is not that, by the way. Just Unfortunately, it's not, uh, it's not going to work here. Uh, 40 grand. I've got a few thoughts. The problem with convertibles is that generally, if you're talking about a convertible with more than two seats, it's a two plus two, and those back seats are tiny. So, mm-hmm. Ray, you have not told us how tall you are, how tall your wife is. When you're as tall as Paul and I are at about six foot three, nobody's getting in the back seats of a two plus two. <laughs> but we've known plenty of people oh. that are five, eight, five, ten, and they make it work. So it really depends right. on how big you are, and you don't say, so I'm not going to go down those roads. But all-wheel drive convertible, I'm trying to think about something that's all-wheel drive convertible that I think you would enjoy driving more than the stuff you've driven. It's not the most super-focused sports car, but if it's bad outside, it's snowing hard, you've got winter tires on, you go, okay, let's mm-hmm. just go. Audi TT, it's mm. not a 2 plus 2, okay, but it is an all-wheel drive little convertible. Okay, interesting. I think that could be fun. I think that might be the better answer for you than a Miata because you're looking for automatic. Now, look, the Miata is a better car to drive. Let's just be candid, okay? The Miata is a better car to drive. It's better dynamically, but it doesn't really fit the rest of your needs. It's not all-wheel drive. You want something automatic anyway. So let's get something a little bit more luxurious, get an Audi TT convertible or possibly as as an alternative, a car I don't think I've recommended before but would work for you, get an all-wheel drive Lexus RC convertible interesting interesting also not a killer enthusiast car by any means but all-wheel drive nice looking coupe good interior yes take that down the drive take that to the hospital what's wrong with that nothing you know i i do like that because it says even though it's a lexus and it's the lexus brand it says in a weird way more sensibility more than like some flashy bmw or flashy mercedes convertible Fair. Now, I have two others. One is, if you really want to think in the world of SUVs, I have to go here. You need a GLA AMG 45. Well under your 40 grand budget. All-wheel drive. Genuine, fun, enthusiast car. It's actually just a little hatchback. Drive that year-round. Enjoy that. Dual-clutch gearbox. Fast little hatchback. Those are awesome. Those are definitely awesome. It would be the sporty alternative to your CRV. CRV is... This is really awful out there, and I don't want to take the nicer one. A couple times a year, you take the CRV. Otherwise, you've got the GLA, the AMG 45, rain, sleet, snow, don't care. We're going fast. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> we're going fast. Seriously. So the Bad G- weather, the, we're going fast. The, the GLA AMG 45, I think, is a really good option. And then I have to go there wild card. Okay. Because uh, your budget is the bottom of the market for these. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do think it works, though. I've gone unique, 
automatic, all-wheel drive, small seats in the back, a 911. I know, doctor, and a 911, but just follow me. A 911 <laughs> from the 997 generation. This is okay. the 05 to 2012 range. Get the Targa. It's not a convertible, but it has an entire roof panel that slides back. You just don't see these things. They come in all-wheel drive with the Porsche PDK. I think you'd love that car. Oh, we'd definitely love it. There's no question. I think he'd you'd love, love that car. We'd all love that car. But it's a wild card because I think your your budget is just at the bottom of where those are, and you wind up having the discussion as a as a guy that is conservative mm-hmm. financially and perception wise. You're now a doctor in a 911, so you may take it right out of the equation. And sure. I understand, yeah. but it really would be great. All right. Well, there's uh, there's some decision making to be had here, Ray and Dean. Yeah, Dean, what do you want him to get out of that list? That's that's the email I want. <laughs> Write us back, man. I want to hear that. We, what do you think his dad should get out of that list? Maybe this is ongoing. We really appreciate your email, nonetheless. And if you've got a story and any car debate, write yes, to please. us with your story. EverydayDriverTV at gmail dot com, or you can find us on the website. And that's also where you can find the second YouTube channel. This is Test Drive, and this is for drive homework. So you're looking for cars, you're looking for a potential review, and you might just find it on there, as a matter of fact. SUVs, sedans, we're putting a lot of stuff on there, mm-hmm. and we're very thankful manufacturers are giving us the cars to be able to do that and put them on there. And whether we cover it on video or not, the podcast is on our minds to yeah, do for that, sure, for sure, absolutely, to, to yep. drive those cars. So you can find that there. And then top right corner under the About tab is the Contact button. You've heard us talk about Drive Homework. Because it's vital to drive a lot of things when trying to find your next car. Knowing your options is important. This applies to online shopping, too. You don't want to search just one website unless that site is searching all of the other ones for you. That's why we love Auto Tempest. I know you've heard us talk about it before, and we hope you've already seen how far you can shop with just one search. Auto Tempest pulls from all the top used car sites at once, so you know you won't miss a deal on that perfect car. Autotempest.com. All the cars. One search. Our next car debate is for Morgan, who has reached an agreement with his minister of finance. But maybe not because we just upped his monetary unit. We did. He said he has got. She didn't know that. They have all agreed on a one and a quarter, so 125% of a C8 monetary unit. I think this means 80 grand. I think you're thinking a Corvette is 60. Yeah. And so you have 80. That's I mean, what I back think when you have. The, the old monetary unit yes. prior to this podcast. I mean, if we really want to be 60, strict, if we want to be strict, it's 75 grand. It was going to be $75,000. I, I, so I, I, I'm going to say 80, just to round it off, which we're now decided is actually one C8 monetary unit. But, but that's one, yeah, that's one. And now mm, 1.25, that's a diff- we're that's up to 100 a, grand. The, but we're not doing that. I'm, I'm, I think 80 is the absolute ceiling of this, in spite of the fact that you and I are recalculating things. That's okay. I can still get it done for 80. <laughs> Man, we're going to suffer and only spend 80 grand wish on a car. I, wish I had more. It's difficult. Yep, here we go. <laughs> Morgan says he is uh interested in a car that is a 3 or 4 day a week daily driver on the roads and highways in San Antonio, Texas. Daily mileage approximates approximates 30 miles to and from work and drives to and from baseball or football practice. Okay, love it. Now, he is wedded to a manual. <laughs> That means it's required, folks. He would like a manual transmission. There will be no automatics in this discussion. I'm, I'm going to punch gonna holes in anyway. that. I know you are. Morgan, okay. just stay with me. Mm-hmm. 
But Morgan says it will rotate driving duty with a 1995 Acura Legend Coupe in a six-speed manual configuration that receives constant mocking from his kids for being an old Honda. And Dad, why did you fly all the way to San Diego and drive that back home? (laughs) To which he quickly replies, so that you can learn to drive a standard transmission. I like that. Bravo. You'll thank me when you and your buddies are stranded in some post-apocalyptic ski town like Park City. With an incoming blizzard, <laughs> and the only available vehicle to take you to safety is a Mazda B2000 pickup with a manual transmission. That's why I did it. Now, You're just thinking of the kids, Morgan. I, I, I am confused about one thing that Morgan's done that my dad did that I've heard other parents do as well. Okay. That the justification for you need to drive a manual transmission is the, the only rental car available happens to be in manual discussion, and it's an emergency and you must get out. I don't think this happens. Zero rental cars are available. In don't manual. think this happens. You know what happens in that scenario? It just means there's no rental cars. <laughs> it's not there's a bunch that were gone and now we have one manual. There's just none. They're all gone. We no longer have them. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that is kind of flawed. And I've heard it and other parents have said it. But I'll, I'll go back but to this. You know, though, teach the kids to back a, a boat down the trailer, down the ramp. Lots of and, people didn't take that class, by yes, the way. And I tie have seen knots. Some terrible stuff. Does anybody here know how to tie a proper knot other than just, you know, over and under? Come on. Let's <laughs> let's move beyond the square <laughs> knot. Learn to rock climb. You'll be like, what is that knot? Yeah. yeah. I mean the the basics. Let's yes. But but I but I think it is just an it is just a life skill. It is man over machine. It is learning a life skill that mm-hmm. is fascinating in the same way you want to learn basic dance steps or how to ride a bike or these kind of things. How many people do you know, and you're all thinking of a different number, how many people do you know that know how to ride a bike and can't remember the last time they were on one? Many adults are in this group. I mean, yeah, you and I, Paul, we, we bike all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the joke, just like riding a bike, is because you learned to r- ride when you were five you stopped when you were 10, and now you're 50. And if we gave you a bike right now, you could ride down the drive. You see. Yeah. Because tons of people know the life skill, never use it. That's the manual transmission right there. Absolutely. Morgan says this car needs to have that striking beauty okay. that causes you to turn your head for one last glance. I do this all the time, Morgan. What are you talking about? That's when it's right, for Park sure. Yeah, came yeah. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> I wish I were driving it. You do that. For sure you do. Performance is key, but he's okay with a GT-type cruiser. He's heavily biased towards two doors. Okay, love it. But get this. He says, it probably won't be a Porsche. Sorry, Paul. Mm -hmm. He had a 997.2 C4S that he loved but rarely drove just because he wanted to baby it, Mm. which he realizes was a big mistake. He should have driven that car like it was designed. Yes, he should have. He says, my loss, but I need to try something different. Fair enough. Okay, all right. Ray, Dean, do you want to buy the 997? I think it's out of his life at this point. It's gone already, but that would have worked. It would have been fun. But ultimately, he needs something that makes him want to go to the grocery store for a pinch of parsley or some nonsense, just as an excuse to drive. We can think of better excuses than that, but you know, any excuse will do. I I realize Mm -hmm. that. He's got three kids. He's okay with it being a two-seater. Everyone has apparently learned to share and be patient. (laughs) I can't take you this round, honey, but next time it's your turn. Yes. There's only one car that I want you to buy. Really? Okay. I've got a few here. Morgan, it isn't... A manual. Whoa. That, sell this for me. I'm, I'm I will. waiting for you to sell it. But first of all, I have two other choices that are manual for you okay. to consider. Right, right. With a lovely C8 monetary unit mm-hmm. that we have, well, we've, you've heard the discussion. You're going to say get a C8? <laughs> <laughs> 
Hello. Hey, thank you for writing. <laughs> Hello. Good to have you here. Yeah, you have more. No, 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 no. Actually, th- that could be on the list, but it actually isn't. If you want a manual, if you want something really classic and awesome and you mm-hmm, just want to mm-hmm. go drive it and it keeps it in the Honda family oh. easily, I'll save you money, Morgan. Mm-hmm. Get yourself a first-generation Acura NSX. Yeah. Then you can be like, yeah, same company. You know that legend you clown me about? Mm-hmm. Here's the NSX. Dad bought another old Honda. Uh-huh. But it's super cool. Indeed. There is that as good. something to consider. Mm-hmm. 60, maybe 70 will get you a gorgeous one. Yeah, it'll get a nice one. Don't buy on Bring a Trailer because that one will be 170 But otherwise, True. yeah. But still, they're kind of starting to come back as far mm, they're as great. value and popularity. Really the second car, Morgan, is a BMW 1M that hmm. I just I love. Mm-hmm. I love. Yep. It's brilliant. You don't have to spend a C8 monetary unit to go get nope. yourself a Money really nice over. one. Money left over. But I think you and I should agree right now that whatever you do get, you are going to just drive. Yep. Yep, yep. That is the agreement. And now to my hard sell. Oh, okay. See if you can sell the non-manual car. Here it no comes. Problem. No problem. Uh-huh. You know how you aspire to some supercar? Go to a cars and coffee. You go to a car show. Sure, whatever yeah. that is, and you see the supercars. I'll never be able to afford that. Guess what? They're not manuals. McLarens, Ferraris, true. Lamborghinis, true, aren't manuals. Paganis, Koenigseggs, yeah. aren't manuals. True. And those are the cars we, the collective royal we, us enthusiasts, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we want. I just want that. I have to have that. It doesn't cross our minds that yeah, it's not a manual. Never will be. Mm-hmm. If you want to go buy a new-ish Ferrari, I think they stopped sometime, somebody correct me, right around the mid-2000s. Mm-hmm. And that was when that was still like a special order kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. They were selling the 1% of them, which is why they stopped. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I want a Ferrari. I got my dream car. I got a Ferrari. Not a manual. True. 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 And no one cares. <laughs> People certainly haven't stopped lusting after them. You're right about that. Yeah. We see a McLaren Senna. Oh, amazing. Would that be to drive? Not a manual. Mm-hmm. Never will be. <laughs> I'm sentencing a trend here. Go on. So put all that aside and walk over here with me to Mercedes. Oh. To one of my genuinely favorite cars that is beautiful and sexy. And you look back at it and you just think, why did I just get out of that and stop driving it? I need to get back in it. Mm. It is the GT. It is awesome. A GT, a GTS, and now they've changed the nomenclature just ever so slightly. It's Mm GT-C, but then the convertible also is a (laughs) GTC. They continue to build this. Mm -hmm. The new ones are expensive, but a 2016 is exactly bang on your budget for Mm. a nice one, for a yellow one. Ooh. In yellow, you're, you're going to weep. Just wow. looking at this car. Then you're going to look down at the key in your hand and think, I own this car? That me? Are you, you talking to me? You're looking at me? <laughs> me and you, right? And you're going to go get in. You're going to drive it. And you're never going to stop. And I don't think you'll ever care again that it isn't a manual. Interesting. All right. All right. You're, you're trying to sell it. I, I don't agree with you, but you are trying to sell it. All right. You, and, and, That's and, my best hard sell, but, Morgan. But here's the thing. You've landed on a car that is genuinely superb. It's superb, and it's fun to drive. And it's not very, having a manual in that car doesn't negate or diminish the funness. You're right. It doesn't stop being fun because it isn't a manual. That car right. is genuinely fun. I do, right. I do get that. Okay. Uh, Morgan, I'm going to assume 80 grand here. 
Fun car, manual transmission. Okay. I have on my alternates list, I have that BMW 1M because you'd have money left over. You'd have money left now, over I to buy another one. I don't find the 1M to be an attractive car, but it is a car you still want to look at. It's a wart. Let's be honest. It's, it's like a little bulldog. Okay, it's it, just it, a it's, wart. It's there. cute in that little, you know, can't breathe very well, snorty bulldog way. You know what I mean? I'm not even going with cute. It's a wart. <laughs> okay, well, anyway, but I love it. It's, it's fast it's and gra- fun. It's great to drive. It's great to drive. That's one of my alts. My other two alts. These are not my first choices, but my other two alts are: go get yourself a Ferrari 360 with a manual. <laughs> They're out there. See, see if you want that Ferrari, you got to go mid 2000s. But like Ferrari 360 is a manual. You can, you can get do. that car. And that is a nice, special car. And the 360 was one of the first Ferraris where they just yes. thought, this is just going to get driven. And then, They're going to drive this a lot. Then, then the keychain you buy is going to be about $50, and it's going to have a Ferrari prancing horse on it. <laughs> and you'll have a Ferrari. Oh, my gosh. Take the Ferrari. The other alt that doesn't spend all your money, get yourself. You're going to have to look around a little bit because they didn't make a ton of them, but they're out there. And they made them, and they made a big deal about the fact they made them. The Jaguar F-Type Manual. Those F-Types are in manual, yeah. The six-speed manual F-Type is really cool. It is, Go find but it isn't the hottest version of the F-Type. Who cares? They don't put a manual in the hottest version of the F-Type. Who cares? Who cares? I think you would genuinely enjoy it. I'm going to bring up Porsches in a minute, which is the place I went off book. Okay. And before I go he there, explicitly he says no Porsches, but I'm going to have him reconsider in, in a different direction. But I actually think the car for you, it's the right amount of money. It's manual transmission. You're not going to see very many of them. They are superb to drive. I think you'd look back. Others are going to look back because they'll be like, what is that? I've never seen one of those again. Okay. The Lotus Evora 400 or the GT. Delish. You can go get almost a brand new one for your money. Mm -hmm. Manual transmission. They're really good. They're really good. And I have to admit, I really want one. And they are. Here's (laughs) the thing. Read any recent review of the Evora and all of the reviewers say the same thing. This is the best supercar made from 10 years ago. It, it's, Which it's is a, actually true. It is. It's a moment in time car mm-hmm. that's still being made new. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. While everybody else, to your point, Paul, has gone with lightning fast paddle shift transmissions and a bunch of digital helpers and all this kind of other stuff. Yeah, yeah. The Evora is fantastic to drive and doesn't do that. Which is interesting. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's almost like it, it not direct equation here but it's almost like that's the new version of the ferrari you have to go back to the 360 to get okay okay okay. so the evora 400 or the gt i think that might be the car for you but then there's two porsches you should really possibly reconsider wow i'm rubbing my hands together and you need to go back to the moment in time that was 2011 Mm -hmm. and drive a cayman r yeah or i think the better choice for you the boxster spider that, that's good. They yeah. are about sixty, sixty-five grand. Watch our review of the Boxster Spider. They're awesome. Again, I'm not They're the awesome. big Porsche guy of the two of us. That is on my personal Porsche shortlist. Is a Boxster Spider from 2011. They're very, very good. <laughs> they really are excellent six-speed, yes. lightweight. That is a real greatest hits, and it's a convertible. It's a Spider. It feels like a special car all the time. That's my. While you told him to not get a manual to get your car, I'm telling you there might be a Porsche worth reconsidering. Though, if you buy that Evora, let me know because I may want to come drive it. If you park outside during the cold months, you know, overnight at home or while you're at work, you need a car cover from Covercraft. We recommend the Custom Weather Shield HP Car Cover. It's designed for dramatic water dispersion while still being breathable and really lightweight. It has superior paint finish protection, too. On the underside, it's less abrasive than flannel. 
Our cars are an investment, from our personal fun cars, our own cars, and SUVs, all the way to our cheap sports cars. Covercraft is focused on protecting the car or SUV or truck that you love, too. When you're shopping at Covercraft.com, remember to use the code every day to get a 10% discount plus free shipping. Follow the link from our sponsors page or go directly to Covercraft.com for high-quality covers that keep your car protected and looking its best. Speaking of Porsche, Damon D. says he's been thinking about jumping into the pool. Would we ever recommend saving up and going for something more certified pre-owned for a first experience with a brand? So forget Porsche for a moment. It's more about the brand question itself. Mm. Any brand. Mm. CPO for any brand. He's specifically looking at a $10,000 Boxster. Should he do that and just jump right in? Here's the issue. He doesn't want to dive in and have a lot of repair problems that Mm. would sour him on owning that brand. But more importantly, he doesn't want his wife to suddenly have to allocate a lot of money towards repair towards this Porsche. What? Why did you get that thing again? Mm-hmm. It's just and been allocated a money pit. dollars. Yeah. And then that sours her on the yes. brand. Bigger problem. Bigger problem at play. I get it. You're going to laugh because I'll say it depends. It depends on who you are as an owner. Mm-hmm. Are you more of a wrench? I can go after basic maintenance, but should it be necessary, I could dive in and I've got the tools and resources and friends and community to be able to do that? Or do I not have those things as readily available and I don't have the time or I don't want to allocate the time to doing that, you have to measure that as yourself first, then that dictates your decision. If you've got a lift, if you've got tools, if you've got friends who do and they've got some already and you've got a group that has that kind of knowledge, I say go for the $10,000 Boxster. If that doesn't exist and you haven't met those people yet in your life and you haven't built up that community or you just don't know quite yet, I say go for the CPO because you want that brand, but you want to treat it like you've always treated any other car. It just, mm. you walk outside and it runs. Yes. The end. Whereas getting into new brands and especially Porsches and especially some higher maintenance kinds of cars requires a different headspace. So to be able to do that, who are you first? Then that will dictate CPO mm. or not. I'm going to jump into the world of towing with fun, ridiculous, fast SUVs. Oh, Wheelie Potts on Facebook says, what's the most fun to drive SUV or truck that will also tow my 3000 pound camper bonus points. If it has a nice interior for road tripping, Mm -hmm. I'll give you two Porsche Cayenne GTS. I didn't go all the way into the big boy turbo, but Cayenne GTS has got like a 7,000 pound towing capacity. Oh, see, so there's one GTS again for the win. Another one though. That definitely works. We just drove it. You have not given us a budget, so I'm just I'm shooting for the for the stars here. I don't even have a budget to deal with. We just drove. In fact, we just dropped on the test drive channel yesterday. Mm-hmm. Happy Friday, by the mm-hmm. way. We just dropped on the test drive channel yesterday our review of the Mercedes GLS AMG 63. It is a seven seater mm-hmm. with crazy wide tires, a seven thousand pound towing capacity. And the performance of your average supercar. It's awesome. It's also $150,000. Which is why it's so awesome. But it is, it abs- you, you just asked, SUV or truck, fun to drive, tows that. Those two can get it done. You could get a used GTS for pretty normal money, actually. The GLS AMG is wicked expensive. Mm. Todd Beachy asked a question on Instagram. I want you to help me with this one, Paul, because I think I'm right. He's doing a long drive cross-country. Okay. He's curious about our older podcast. Now, if you are on iTunes, what happens with podcasts on iTunes is the 300 latest episodes are shown there. 
we've done over 550. Yeah. So yeah. he's saying, how do I get to the old ones? As far as I understand, you can go directly to where we are sourced on Spotify and find them all, can't you? Or Anchor. Yes. It, it, you may have to go all the way to Anchor, but you can link from our website. You can get to Anchor and you can find them all. They're all there. Yes, yes. Anchor FM is the podcast arm of Spotify, even though it's just been recently fully folded in to Spotify. So I believe if you keep scrolling, it will. I certainly know that on Apple Podcasts, it will. It'll serve up everything on there. And I believe other syndicators, are, other RSS feeds will as well. Uh, if it doesn't, please let us know. We'll, we'd be curious. But that is what we love about people who discover the podcast. In many times, they go backwards and people have started over at the very mm-hmm. beginning and listened to the cool. content. It's What's shocking. been funny is, cool. hey, guys, you said this on podcast episode, early number in mm-hmm. the podcast. Mm-hmm. And you know who knew that came true or you were so wrong or yeah. it's been fun to, to hear that. I especially did that a lot with Maserati ownership because mm-hmm. I emphatically declared – I would never own a Maserati. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. And indeed, I did for 11 full months. Now it's out of my life. But, you know. <laughs> You're kind of bittersweet on that. You're I really, really glad it's gone, but you really loved having it when it was here. It's very funny. Yeah. Open Mike Knight says, what's the best budget-friendly drift car you can buy new today? Looking for a fun tail, happy car and a budget. It really is the 86. If you're buying new, yeah. New, for sure. I wouldn't buy new for drifting. I would... Try to find something I agree. really beat up and old because yeah. you got to know that you love drifting, first of all. I would actually recommend the school first. We mm-hmm. did a school a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, we did. Drift, Drift 101 Drift was 101. great. Yeah. I would go do that first and then investigate specifically set up drift cars for what you want to do rather than just buying a new car and thinking, mm. oh, I'll get to modifying it. That You're going to be pouring a lot of money into doing that. Well, and drift cars by their nature – they shred tires, they destroy things, they get beat up. Body panels are very often zip-tied back onto cars. Drift cars are, are not – being nice is not really on the list of things they need to be. So I agree with you. A right. new car for drifting feels a little odd, but anyway. The other reason is drift cars always have their windows down, generally speaking. Oh, good point. Yeah. They get filthy, dirty. <laughs> they're, they're going around in circles, and you drive back through the cloud of Fire finely yeah. <laughs> atomized tire rubber, <laughs> and you go back through the other direction, and all that lands in your interior. They are filthy on the inside. There is no Griot's product to defend against that wall of drift nasty cleaner. drift smoke. Yes. It is. It They get filthy dirty. Colby asked a question on Instagram that, let's be honest, this is a – Predicting the future question, I just can't answer yet, but he says, could the just announced eighth generation Golf R be better than the Focus RS because it's updated with far more power and it has a quote unquote from Volkswagen drift mode? Does. Colby. So did the um, RS, kind of. Well, that's the thing. Of course the RS did. That's why he's bringing them up in yeah, comparison. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the question I have here is how have they calibrated that Haldex all-wheel drive system? Mm-hmm. Because... I've never found that to have anything resembling a performance all-wheel drive system feel. One of you is now screaming. I hear you. I hear you screaming in spite of the fact this is a one-way podcast because you got it tuned by fill-in-the-blank, and now the all-wheel drive system is great. I'm talking provided by Volkswagen. Volkswagen is not known for great performance feel to that setup. 
even though there's a lot of great bones there. I'm very curious to see what they're doing with the Mark 8. Has Volkswagen done that thing that we've asked them to do and others as well, which is just make the Golf R crazy from the factory? Have they done that? I don't know. If they yeah. do, if they can calibrate that Haldex system to actually have a performance feel, which, I mean, they're claiming they have, but they claim the last one had as well. We'll see what's going on. Red Baron 80 says, when do you settle? When do you settle when you're shopping for a car? Okay. He says, I've been shopping for a 14 to 16 Cayman S in a certain spec for months. Months. Okay. Do you keep looking or do you wait? Are you you looking nationwide? Close enough. I wonder if he's looking nationwide. That's the question that really strikes me. Mm -hmm. Mm Because months and haven't found the right spec. Now, you also haven't been specific about what spec. And let's be honest, the Porsche catalog of random things you can order is lengthy. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for some oddball thing that nobody ever specs, it may be a long wait. I'm wondering if it includes certain types of lighting. I, mm, I, I would say get one. Just go get one and start enjoying it. Mm. Drew asked a question kind of for him, kind of for his wife. She really wants a Mercedes E-Class wagon, but their budget means they'd have to buy a used one. He would like to have it for a long time. So his question is, if we buy this used luxury car, Mercedes E-Class wagon, and we it checks out with a pre-purchase inspection, and then he figures out what's all the maintenance it needs to get current, and he does all of that maintenance, should it be okay? Uh, Drew, it should I mean, there, there's no way to know. I've said this before. I have I have friends here in town locally in Park City. They have they are on their second Mercedes E-Class wagon. Both of them that they bought, they bought used. Yeah, right. They right. have owned many things, including Lexus products. And this E-Class wagon has by far been their best family vehicle. And the reason they got their second one was just because the first one wasn't problematic. They just had it for four or five years. And they thought, all right, it's time to move on. They got another one that was equivalently used. And they've got a newer one now, and they love it. So uh, the biggest thing here is going to be the maintenance of the car you're buying. How well was it taken care of? Yes, keeping current on your maintenance. As cars get older, here's the the flip side. As cars get older, more things are prone to break. Mm -hmm. And a German luxury car is going to have some sort of uh, maintenance tax when something random breaks. we got some sticker questions on here. Baloo240 says, is there a certain sticker to rear glass Area ratio to <laughs> adhere to. When is it just too many stickers? Can you still see? <laughs> and Ed the Sled asks, have we done bumper stickers and where do you put mm-hmm. it and are they appropriate for your cars? Of course, you see a lot of enthusiasts do the tracks. Tracks yeah. around the yeah, world, yeah, you yeah, put yeah, that on your common, glass, right? generally speaking. And then, of course, the Porsche Club of America sticks that on there mm-hmm. and various automotive clubs. You you, you know have the discreet sticker kind of on there like I'm, yeah. I'm part yeah. of the crew. This is my crew. And I say yes, to be honest, you know, we've got everyday driver stickers and I put them mm-hmm. on our cars and mm-hmm. I, I like that. And I don't go crazy with bumper stickers. I don't love bumper stickers. I don't put anything right on the paint, but on the glass. Yeah, I've done that, mm-hmm. but it depends on the car. It depends on for yeah. me. Yeah. Does it feel right? I don't want it to turn into a rolling billboard, but just the subtle <laughs> things that I want to share about my life. You're essentially putting that on your, st- on your car because enthusiasts will recognize that's a track. Hardcore nerds will say, oh, I know that track. I know track. exactly what track that is. I've yes. been there. I've mm-hmm. driven that and get into a conversation. Yes. It really kind of depends on who you are. But I do say on the glass is absolutely fine. I do like the tracks. I like the you know, car clubs, that kind of thing. When it comes to using products and brands that you, know, you don't have on your car necessarily, but you might want to, and you're trying to turn it into a race car, don't go there. And do me a favor. Please don't do um – 
tire stickers <laughs> that create a brand. Yeah, the tire stickers are a no go. I, I, I always no laugh, laugh when you see like the to, the the Toyo sticker on the tire on yeah. something that's like a Eco Continental. It's like um, I I'm not good at this, but that doesn't match. Please don't do that. And it, it didn't make it handle better or faster, and it did nothing for the performance. None of this is an improvement. Yeah. Big white Toyo letters. Guys, thank you so much for all your questions. Incredible, and I, I love that you're thinking, and I love that you're part of the community. It's great so stuff. Really, really appreciate it, and definitely looking forward to next time. Cheers, everyone.